Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into this Thursday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings alongside three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bond and Tony with you. Coming to you from coast to coast, Michael out there in Jersey. I'm live at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, where at the end of hour two today, like we always do on a Thursday, VP of operations here at Circa, Mike Palm is going to join us. We'll talk through plenty of Circa Survivor, the latest on the chop and where the handle is at on the national championship and more. Also get into some week 18 plays with our guy, Mike Somich, professional handicapper and VSIN host in about a half an hour. Week 18, Michael, we, we know that this week is a little bit weird with all of the quarterback fluctuation that we have yeah. teams that have their playoff spot cemented, but like also, the fact that we don't have a Thursday night football game, it just feels wrong. I feel so wrong. I might have to watch the Sixers and the Knicks tonight. Oh, oh no. my gosh, that'll pain oh, no. me. That'll, I'll be complaining to you, Stormy. But anyway, yeah, Thursday night, no Al, no not. You know, what are we going to do? It's going to be difficult. I mean, I, I got used to the routine. I like Thursday night, happy hour. You know, watch the game, enjoy it. Get up in the morning, write the Lombardi look-ahead column. It's something to, like – Go off, go build your week off. So anyway, we'll, we'll do, we'll figure it out. I'm sure I'll turn the Sixer game off at halftime by that. Yeah. <laughs> we will rebuild. Yeah, we're all creatures of habit, right? So we get into this routine every single week and this week things are thrown off yeah. a little bit. Um, but we did get some news coming in over the last 24 hours about different quarterbacks that are going to be sitting as well as wanted to get your opinion on the latest coming out of the Raiders locker room this week. Despite being a seven and nine team, this is not a group that is in postseason contention, but looks like they're going to be fighting for their head coach in their final game mm -hmm. of the regular season. Let's take a listen to what Devonte Adams had to say about Antonio Pierce being the guy moving forward. It's obviously who I wanted. That's that's my vote, and I've I've been vocal about that. And that's, um, you know, that's that's basically how the whole locker room feels, and you know, with good reason. I mean, he's coming in and done done a great job, and you know, he's continued to to win us over. It's not just the the comfortable thing. I think um, having AP here will will be, uh, you know, it'll be good for this this organization. He's he kind of embodies what it means to be a Raider, and that mentality, that swag, and you know, all the things that he endorses is is the things that I believe in. So. You know, your most high-profile player giving you that endorsement. Max Crosby, same thing on his podcast this week, talking about how much he thinks AP is the, is the guy for the job. Do you think he's the guy for the job? Well, I think one thing we got to understand about this, the NFL and the hiring cycle that we're about to embark on is there's a lot of rules, there's a lot of regulations, there's not, you know, that no decision can be made quickly, including a team that has a minority coach in place. They have to go through the procedures for every position that they're going to look forward to, offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, all that. So this is going to be a long process. And I think if you're Mark Davis, the, the length of time is probably a good thing. You'll take some moments to reflect on where we are. 
where we're going to go. You got a lot of time to spend with Pierce to talk about what his vision for the future of his staff and of the team lies ahead, right? There's a fundamental question, who's going to be our quarterback next year? And, you, and Pierce is going to have to have an answer for that or some answer for that. Same thing with, with Chip Kelly. He's going to have to have an answer of that too. So I, I think that's one section. Then you can survey the market. Who's available? Find out. You know, we know that Jim Harbaugh could be available. He's hired Don Yee. I, I listened to Adam Schefter the other day talk about, you know, he's out there. People are going to either inquire. I think to me, I'm sure Jim knows he has a price. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to meet the price and the conditions, conversations can continue. If you're not, conversations won't continue. And so I think that's where it is. I, I think that the longer it goes, it's better for Pierce. But I think he's got to answer some tough questions because, look, let's be clear here. Their offense has not been good. Defensively, Pierce doesn't run the defense, right? Pierce runs the team. Pat Graham's done a great job. So I think how Kelly and Pierce answer the future of the organization has a lot to do whether he stays. As far as the defense goes, we know this is something that's been an Achilles heel for the Raiders forever. But what he and, and Pat Graham, as you referenced there, have done since Pierce has taken over, they're first in the NFL in points per game allowed, first in defensive touchdown scored, first in fewest penalties committed, tied for ninth in sacks, tied for 10th in takeaways. They're also plus 49 in point differential, fourth in the NFL in that time. So you get that feeling that if you can maintain what they're doing defensively moving forward, have some semblance of decent quarterback play and somebody that can fix that offense, like you said, maybe this team could be pretty good. And I just wonder how much, how important in your view, Michael, is locker room temperament for Davis making this decision and looking back on what happened with Rich, Rich Basaccia and how much the locker room seemed to rally around him. You go out and hire somebody else and it doesn't work out. If that's a lingering thought process in Mark Davis's mind. I think it has to be, Stormy, because, look, Mark Davis talks to the players. I mean, that's pretty clear. I think that they were unhappy with Josh McDaniels. They let him know about it. Second year on a six-year contract, you fire the guy yeah. before you even get through the second year. So you're listening to the players. And if you're going to listen to the players, you can't ignore them. I think the only move he really could make is if he brought in someone that had a lot of clout to them, mm -hmm. Harbaugh, you know, uh, a Belichick, if you will, doubt that would happen. But I'm just saying some name coach that the players could say, wait a minute, I get it. I understand you had a chance to get this guy. I don't I think Harbaugh's probably going to be out of their price range, frankly, because you can't keep paying coaches off. Remember, there, he's he paid hard. He paid Gruden off. Yep. Now you got a huge number to pay off. Uh, to pay off uh, McDaniels. McDaniels. Like, this is not, you know, he's probably got $100 million in two head coaches that he's had to walk out the window. So the next guy coming in is not going to make $20 million a year. And I don't think he's going to get Harbaugh on a cheap contract. So I think this probably plays well for Antonio Pierce because if he doesn't listen to the locker room and he goes out and hires Ben Johnson, let's just throw that name out there, that's not going to go over well. That's not going to go over well in the room to his key players. And I think that was tactical today what Devontae Adams did. I don't think this was by happenstance. I think this was strategic to, to come out and do this because he wants everybody to know, including Mark Davis, that this is where he is. And if you ignore him, you're going to have hell to pay. Real quickly, before we move off of the Raiders, as it pertains to this week, they are a three-point favorite at home against the Broncos. I mentioned right off the top, you imagine with comments like this coming out, these are guys who are going to fight to make AP look good in this final regular season game. Would you be buying in on the Raiders this week? You know, I think this is, I think this is a game that we have to handicap as if it's week nine, right? I think it is. Are you going with Aiden O'Connor or are you going with Jarrett Stidham? I mean, Stidham understands he's played against this Raider defense in practice. He knows it. They know him. And I think you got to end Denver, you know, lost the opening game to Jimmy Garoppolo, not to Aiden O'Connell. So I think you clearly have to look at this and say, OK, this is really a week 10 game, if you will, and handicap it that way. And I, and I think to me, the Raiders lay in three. Some are, it's up to three and a half. I think Devontae Adams moved this number to three and a half. <laughs> I think the Raiders being a three and a half favorite against anybody is a little bit steep. Yeah, and they have been a good cover, uh, cover team under AP, seven and one ATS, despite being four and four straight up. They've covered four straight. 
How often have they been in the favorites role, though? Not much. So this is a different right. position for them uh, against the Broncos. Other news that we got yesterday after we came off of the air, John Harbaugh, while we're on the Harbaugh's, why not go to the other side? <laughs> he told reporters Tyler Huntley will get the start for the Ravens on Saturday. Josh Johnson will be his backup. So my, my theory yesterday of, you know, looking back to 2019, not liking all of the rest that they had, um, and maybe seeing Lamar Jackson, some of these stars early on for at least a little while, that goes out the door. It will be Tyler Huntley in the spot pro bowler Tyler Huntley Michael pro bowler that's right the show the man some respect Stormy brother was in the pro bowl so was uh, Derek Carr last year look I that I think to me that the balance is he's so important to their team I, I think does Ronnie Stanley play right I think that's going to be another question will they play Ronnie Stanley you know, I think when you look at their injury report, and I think that's probably where we have to pay the most attention to this week is the injury report, right? Mm-hmm. Is okay, so when you go to the injury report on Baltimore that was released yesterday, Beckham didn't practice. Probably it's rest, but he has incentives. So they're probably going to play Beckham, right? They're going to play Beckham. Darby it was sick. They'll play him. That's not a problem. Kyle Hamilton, they won't play. Marlon Humphrey, they won't play, right? So I think some of these guys that are – our marginal, that our injury won't play. Like, I don't see Ronnie Stanley on the list. I could see him not playing because he's so valuable to the team and he has a propensity to get hurt. But they're going to play their guys. I think the rest of the guys are going to play. You can only put seven guys down. If you put Humphrey down, if you put Lamar down, if you put some of these other guys down, Kyle Hamilton, now you're three. You only got four more guys to put down. Somebody's got to play. And, I, and somebody's got to go out there and help. I mean, there's one thing for sure is Tyler Huntley don't want to go out there and play behind with a bunch of backups. He's going to need some help, too. Like, one thing we do know about the Ravens, they're not going to lay down. Well, so that was going to be my question, my follow-up. At a three-and-a-half, four-point number at home in a divisional game, like, do you feel comfortable backing the Ravens in this spot? Or is what the Steelers have shown you with Mason Rudolph enough? I do. Okay. I think they'll fight, and I think you can move the ball on Pittsburgh. I think this is a rivalry that that, that doesn't matter the situation, right? They're going to play it. And, you know, Huntley's gone and played against them last year. So there's throws to be made. I think they're going to take the game seriously. I think they would love to do nothing better than to eliminate Pittsburgh's playoff championship. So I don't think – I think there's going to be a lot of motivation and there's a lot of pride in what they do defensively, right? Like they don't want to have all their numbers. I mean, they're the, they're the best team in the league in points allowed defensively. They're fourth overall in yards. They've got a lot of stats that are really impressive – so I don't think they want to ruin that. I think they're going to play as well as they can play and, and see how it goes. I do think that they will substitute more liberally. You know, some of the backup offensive linemen might get in the game and certainly some of the backup defensive linemen. I mean, they've got, you know, Justin Matabuku. I mean, they got to get him out of there because he's their best defensive tackle by far. Well, you mentioned it. There's certainly no love lost in this rivalry. Point spread three and a half right now at DraftKings total 35. You mentioned OBJ and his incentives. There are a number of players that have some coming up this week. Could they reach them? Could they not? How important is that? We'll discuss it all when we return. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or shoot that, shoot that. And even checkouts not until four, so because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and four p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with our introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made from all of our show hosts and guests. Tools like betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving for every game. And our college NF, our college national championship guide where you get picks throughout the game. Props, opportunities as well. Don't miss out. This is a limited time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe today. You can sign up for just $9.99. Become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you as we welcome you back to the Lombardi line. And we mentioned before the break that Odell Beckham Jr. has some incentives that he can potentially mm-hmm. reach in this week 18 matchup, Michael. And there are a lot of players across the league that have some incentives. So before we dive into some specific players, curious from your standpoint, like we have all seen the video, the mic'd up years ago of Gronk and Tom Brady, right? Where he's like, I need, you know, one more catch. I need this. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to feed you. How important are these incentives to the players and how much do their teammates want to help get them for them? Oh, that it's really important. I mean, look, here's the reality. If you don't give out the per diem, which maybe you say it's $80 a day to the players, they go berserk. It's $80. (laughs) When you're dealing with half a million dollars or a million dollars, I mean, it's even more. So whether it's 80 or whether it's 8 million, it's the same level, right? So, and the players all know it. They've done their research and and those incentives are in there. For me, it's healthy when it's attached to winning. When you got a bad team and you're losing and players are making money for just getting stats, not such a good thing. But like in the case of Chris Jones, he's got a million dollars, a million point two five that he could recoup if he gets one more sack, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason that they were so liberal with these incentives is because they couldn't take the fines away. Remember when he held out? Mm-hmm. They couldn't take the fines away. So for the Chiefs, they're trying to make him whole. Right. They're trying to make him whole Uh, like Jordan Love would love if I were at the Packers, I would love to pay the half a million for him to make the playoffs. Right. would love that. That would be nothing more than I would love more than that. Right. You know, and like, look, I don't know what Devontae Adams has in his contract, but he's got 98 catches. You know, I can promise you the first five plays of the game, he's going to get the ball three times. He's going to get over that 100 100 catch quickly. So you just got to weigh that in. And as it goes into the flow of the game, how it's all going to work out. But the ones that are tied to winning, I never mind paying. Yeah, so let's go to those ones that are tied to winning because there are two of them that are top of mind. Jordan Love that you mentioned for uh, for the Packers to make the playoffs. And Baker Mayfield gets a million dollars if they win and get in and win the NFC South division. They're a favorite, of course, in Carolina this week to do so. But Baker has a lot of other ones as well tied to him being in, you know, top 10, top five in the NFL in certain categories. He's gone over 300 yards two of the last three games, 28 touchdowns this season, including eight in the last three games. He's currently eighth in passing yards, but could get into the top five with Mahomes and Stafford both sitting this week. And he's only 40 yards back of Josh Allen coming into the game. Um, Allen's last three games passing has not been much. 169 yards, 237 yards, 94 yards. So for Baker this Sunday, should we be expecting him to sling the rock? Like once some of these props come out, should we be looking at Baker overs? No, I think we should be looking at Baker trying to win the game. 
Because I think okay. that's more important. I mean, knowing Baker, the way he prides himself. I mean, look, he's made a resurgence. But the big money's in the making the playoffs. The big money is there. And you got to do the right thing to win the game. And I think that's going to be the key. And if the game naturally flows this way where you're throwing the football effectively, look, well, here's what we do know about the Bucks: They can't run the ball, right? They can't run the football at all. They, they, they don't really want to run it. They're 23rd in attempts. They're 32nd in yards per average on attempts. So they're going to throw it. They're going to throw it all over the lot, and, and that's their strength. They always have given the Panthers trouble because of their ability to throw the ball, and nobody on the Panthers – especially because J.C. Horn's hurt, was hurt last year, that they couldn't cover Mike Evans. Now, J.C. Horn is limited with a toe injury. Will he play? Is he 100%? I don't know. But that's, to me, the key injury to look for because of that. The other injury is Panero, the kicker for the Panthers. Everybody's betting the Panthers. Panero's hurt. He missed field goal last week. He got hurt in pregame. How these kickers are getting hurt, I have no idea, uh, Stormy. I have no idea. Like, kickers are getting hurt like crazy. Got to stretch a little bit more. During game, pre-game, post I mean, it's unbelievable. So I, I would be careful there. I think winning is going to be the most important factor. Okay. And I think for some of these players, too, like there could be prop betting opportunities in them. But similar to what you wrote in your column about teams going into this week, just because they need to do something doesn't necessarily mean they will. And so for some of yeah. these guys, the opportunity probably just isn't going to be there. But then there are some that I wonder how it impacts your view of the game as a whole and maybe how to bet it. Like the Rams. Rams this week, for example, Puka Nakua, we talk about him trying to get that rookie record for receptions and yards. So he's going to be probably trying to go hard as soon as he can reach those things early on in the game. Would the Rams first half maybe be an opportunity to buy in like, like things like that. I think they're definitely within the script, within the script, Puka Nakua is going to get the ball to get his catches and perhaps to get his 39 yards to set the right. Because we're dealing with NFL records here. We're not just dealing with some random number here. This is an NFL record, which to me is significant. So, But as soon as he achieves that, Sean's way too smart to keep him out there. He's going to get him off the field and say, like, look, you've done what you could do. We need you next week when we go to either Philly or we go to Dallas or we go to Detroit. One of those places we're going to, we need you healthy. Um, another one, let's, we'll look, we can rapid fire, maybe go through a couple of these real quickly that like Deandre Hopkins for Tennessee this week, he needs 49 receiving yards for a million dollars, seven receptions for 250,000, two of which, those are two that I think are extremely doable for him this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And again, a lot of these props aren't out and available just yet. We're not sure what they're going to get posted at, but like for receptions, let's say that DeAndre Hopkins receptions prop number is set at four and a half or five and a half based on his averages and stuff. Would you be interested in buying in on an over on something like that because he's trying to get his extra money? No question. And they need and he needs to make plays to get there, right? He needs to make plays to get there. So Hopkins to me, the Jones one for sure. Okay. Right. I think they're gonna definitely try to get and the clowny one. I mean, yeah, I don't Clowney think Baltimore just needs one has a sack problem for 750k. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a problem for them. I think they would love to play Clowney because they're winning. I mean, he's earned it and he's made an impact and he's played way better than anybody. At least I thought he would play in this situation, along with Van Noy. Those guys come in off the street and have given the Ravens two really good re- edge rushers. Devin Singletary needs 74 total yards for 125K. He's coming off an 80-yard game against Tennessee. His rushing prop is set at 62 and a half, so that's one I would target. Austin Eckler, he needs 110 total yards for 100,000. I'm not sure that's in the wheelhouse for him. Because, you know, look, the Chiefs are going to rest some guys. They're not resting everybody. And we know the Chargers aren't very good either. It's a preseason game out there. You know, so actually, a spoiler alert, I mean, there's no way. I don't know how you could take Blaine Gabbert and, and, and with, the, yeah. with the three and a half, or I don't know how you could bet Easton Stick laying three like, and a half. That, like, that, I don't know. that is, Michael, such a stay-away game for me because, how, like, I don't – you can't trust anything about the Chargers right now. Like, how are they laying three and a half points even against the secondary-type players for KC? I have no idea. I, 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 I'll just say I've already wrote it. I wrote it this morning. It's my Hall and Oates play of the yeah, day. I'm great. like, I'm not touching that game. The, you know, that's funny. So the circuit numbers just came out. I know we got, but like the Jags Titans games, three and a half on this board. Like, it's amazing. The jet mm-hmm. game is down to one and a half. A ton of jet money came in 
Like, that was shocking to me. Which, why? I don't know. I have no idea. It could be Belichick's last game. Weather's going to be a factor. It's going to be rain, snow, sleet. I don't know. It's going to be a mess with winds on the East Coast. We are getting a big storm on the East Coast with coastal flooding and snow kind of in the middle of the state. So who knows? But I, I was shocked to see that number go down. Uh, especially considering the situation up in New England. But the one that just caught me, like the Broncos Raiders is two and a half. I know it's three at, right in most places, but some of these games, these numbers that they posted is where this market's going to go. Bears Packers stayed at three. Bills Dolphins stayed at three in the contest, which tells you the book doesn't think those numbers are going to move. Mm-hmm. With this Jets game, like the Patriots, for as much as they've struggled this season, and I mean the Jets – have clearly struggled as well. But the Patriots have won 15 straight games against this team. Like, Bill Belichick has found ways, regardless of what stage the Jets were in throughout the years, to just beat this team. I find that hard to believe that's just going to go away with Trevor Simeon as your quarterback. You know, it's funny. The Jets have a better record than the Patriots, but the Patriots had chances to win more games than the Jets. They just couldn't do it. Uh, Jets also, by the way, one and nine ATS, their last 10 games and the Patriots have covered in their last four. Uh, We're going to step aside here. We have lots more to get to as it pertains to this week 18 slate. We're going to look at line moves, um, which I was talking to producer Elliot about this earlier this week, like double digit games have changed at least by a point coming into this week from Sunday's opening lines, the bulk of them by more than that. So we have a lot of movement this week that we'll get dive into. But when we return, Mike Zomich is going to join us, give us some of his favorite plays for the weekend. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every NFL game in the national championship? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. We're always improving our betting splits page as well. Recently added soccer splits from around the world. Betting splits, another way VSIN's here to make you a smarter, better year round. You can check out those betting splits for every game at VC com slash splits. Welcome back into the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bon and Tony with you as we bring in great friend of the show, Mike Somich, professional handicapper, host of The Handle every weekend here on VSIN. What's going on, Mike? How are you? Oh, doing good. I love week 18. I'm excited to be here. I'm happy we made it. It's been a long season, longer than the normal almost, it feels like, but uh, but excited we're finally here to week 18. And I think it's a great betting opportunity, so I'm looking forward to it. Lombardi, he hit us with a, I love week 18. That is not something yeah. you hear every day. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm with you, Stormy. I like, I'm not sure where to go. I got to get, I got to make three picks to beat Russo, you know, so like I'm fretting over here. I don't know where to go. I, I, I kind of want to go somewhere and then I talk myself out of it. So Mike, you got the floor. Tell us what you love so much about it. Well, it's one of those interesting weeks where you don't have the books with nearly as much information as the players do in some cases. So week one through 17, you've got all of this information. You've got very mature lines. You don't have them that much variance in those lines in week 18. You get an opportunity because there's a lot of quarterback changes, players coming in and out. It's almost like a preseason week where if you can get ahead of the market, then you have an ability to be able to get a great number. And on top of that, you have a lot of narrative betting this week, and I love being against narrative betting. You have a lot of teams that have to win to make the playoffs, and so you're going to see some of those teams get steamed. In the prop market, you're going to hear about players and the incentives that they can unlock, and you're going to hear those incentives get steamed. If you're willing to go against some of that steam, you can get a significantly better number than you would be able to in, let's say, week 15 or 16. And I think one great example of that is this Pittsburgh-Baltimore game on Saturday. We saw Baltimore as a two-point favorite in the look-ahead line Everyone kind of part of that baked in was that they weren't going to play their stars in this. Well, we've seen this now steamed all the way out to Baltimore plus four for me. Like that's a six point adjustment and not much really has changed. We always knew Pittsburgh was probably going to have to win this game. We knew that Baltimore was probably not going to have to play their starters. And yes, Lamar's not playing. Hundley's coming in. But should that be a six point move through a three? 
I'm not so sure about that. I think this is a situation where people have kind of gotten ahead of their skis and said, well, Pittsburgh has to win to be able to make the playoffs. Baltimore is just going to rest everybody. Uh, for me, it's a great opportunity to take to take the four or the three and a half, anything over three here with the Ravens and get a really good number in a game that I, I just don't think should be through the three, especially when the look ahead was Ravens minus two. Yeah, we actually were just talking not too long ago about how this is still a rivalry game at the end of the day and Baltimore isn't just going to lay down. They're going to still fight and compete in this game. So I think that's a great point. I know another game you have interest in that a lot of people do is the Sunday night game with Buffalo and Miami. When we talked about this game yesterday, we led with the fact that it's going to be really important to monitor the injury report in this game for Miami, who, by the way, yesterday on the practice report had 18 different players on it, including Raheem Mostert, Jalen Waddell, Teron Armstead, and Xavier Howard, all among those who did not practice. Xavier Howard unlikely to go. Bradley Chubb done for the rest of the year with the torn ACL this past week. How much has that injury report played into your thoughts about this game in addition to what's on the line? Well, quite a bit. I, the Bradley Chubb injury is absolutely devastating when you combine it with the Phillips injury earlier in the season. They're missing their two leading edge rushers now, so it's, it's all about Andrew Van Ginkle, and he's had great success in a limited amount of snaps, but now he has to be the guy, and that means it's going to be a little more difficult for him to be able to get pressure off the edge. Got two good guys in the middle, but still, that edge pressure has been a key for this Miami Dolphins defense all year. On top of that, Xavier Howard on the outside knock, is questionable to play. We'll see if he's able to go, but to me, this is just a bad matchup for the Dolphins, and I'm to be completely transparent, I've unloaded on the Bills the last two or three weeks. I've got them plus 200 to win the division, 25 to 1 to win the AFC. I, I bet quite a bit of money on them, minus two and a half when this game opened. You could have gotten that number if you're watching the handle on Sunday with Matt Brown and I. This is one of the ones that we both pummeled at two and a half. I was available for about 30 minutes, went to three pretty quickly, been sitting there all week. This is just a bad matchup for the Dolphins. Look, the Bills have absolutely owned the Dolphins the last couple of years with McDaniel in there. The Bills just defensively have been able to scheme it up, get pressure on Tua, get him out of rhythm, and then be able to move the football consistently on offense. The only game that they have lost to the Dolphins, they actually outgained them by 2x the amount of yardage, and that was a 21-19 loss in Miami last year where they were moving up and down the field, just could not execute in the red zone on the Buffalo side. I think Buffalo has a ton of success on the offensive side here. I think the defensive injuries for Miami very much matter. You're not going to see as much pressure on Josh Allen. And on the other side, when you, you have these weapons, even if they play, let's say that that Hill goes and, and Waddle goes and everybody's and Mostert goes, we don't know what version of them we're getting. They're not going to get 100% of those guys. So for me, this is a pretty easy spot to play Buffalo here. Um, I, I like them, obviously, two and a half more than three, but I would still play them at three if I didn't have anything in my account. You know, you know Mike, what was, I mean, obviously the Tyreek Hill news yesterday was house on fire. Was, was certainly a concern, and he had to leave practice. But what, what concerned me, along with the welfare of his children and his home, was the fact he went over there in a boot. And then they list him on the injury report as limited. Well, you're in a boot. You're not limited. You're not, you're not doing anything. And to me, that tells me that he's fighting through this injury, that if, when they put him back in the boot on a Wednesday when he leaves the facility, you know, they're just trying to nurse this thing to get them to the certain point. That, to me, is a real concern. And McDermott has always done a good job against Hill when he's healthy. Yeah, he has. And this Buffalo team has done a phenomenal job against Miami as a whole. And, and like you said, I, I don't think Tyree kills 100%. And the fact that he's back in the boot yesterday kind of tips you off to, toward that point. And, yeah, <clears throat> he will go. He will play in the game. But how will he be able to go? Is he going to be able to cut like he has been able to? What should we expect from him? That's the big question mark to me here. And look, Miami's in the playoffs. Either way, they're going to make the playoffs. Buffalo absolutely needs this game to be able to make the playoffs. They, they could end up outside looking in if they lose this football game. So you know you're going to get everything from Buffalo. I expect you're going to get all hands on deck from Miami as well. I'm just concerned those hands aren't healthy. And when you combine the offensive issues, the offensive uncertainties, with the defensive injuries that we know are going to be missing – just a really rough spot for Miami. We saw this coming a couple weeks ago. They were able to get that big win over the Cowboys, but then last week against the Ravens, everything just kind of started to unravel. And when you can get pressure on Tua, he's just not the same guy. I think Buffalo is able to do that this week. And I think Miami is just simply not able to get as much pressure on Josh Allen. And that's going to be the, the costly part, part of this game. Mike Zomich, professional handicapper, host of The Handle here from 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern every Saturday and Sunday on VEASAN and DraftKings Network, joining us here on the Lombardi line. We've seen a flip of favorites in this Texans-Colts game. Houston now up to one and a half um, that they are laying on the road in Indy, total 47 and a half. Anything that you like there? 
I like Houston quite a bit in this spot. I played him as a teaser earlier in the week. I would still lay the one and a half here with Houston. Uh, this is a Texans team that when you have CJ Stroud has been very, very good and a Colts team that I just don't fully trust. Been really impressed with the Texans run defense specifically over the last few weeks. And if you get in a situation where Gardner Minshew has to drop back and pass 40 times, to me, that's a huge advantage for the Texans here. You've got Pittman Jr. on the outside for the Colts. He's an elite wide receiver, but you're going to be able to put Stingley on him, which is a very good matchup for the Texans. On top of that, the Texans defensive line has been able to get some pressure recently. I just don't trust this Colts offense to be able to be as dynamic as they're going to need to be in this spot. And it's just a really interesting coaching matchup as well. We got two rookie head coaches heading in here and what is a de facto wild card game here, a wild wild card game to get into the playoffs. I trust the quarterback on the Texans more. I trust the defense on the Texans side more. So give me the Texans minus the one and a half here. I couldn't agree more. How about the Broncos Raider games? Both teams, Raiders playing for Pierce. Broncos are playing for Peyton, who they know will be back next year. What are your thoughts on this one? I, man, I like the under here. I saw enough of Jared Stidham to know that I don't trust him <laughs> to be able to put points on the board last week. I was a Dolphin backer last week. I, I was pretty heavy on them against the Chargers and Man, I had to sweat that out and really shouldn't have. I instead of just missed quite a few open receivers. The running game, not nearly as dynamic as what I was expecting against a Chargers defense that can't really stop the run. Now they got to take a Raiders on a Raiders defense that has been playing with passion uh, since the since Pierce took over as a head coach. I don't think the Broncos are going to have much success on the ground. I don't trust Stidham to be able to move it through the air. You flip it to the other side, and I, like, I've seen enough of this Raiders offense just not to fear them. I was surprised this total was sitting at 38. I was expecting something in the 36 range. So for me, this was one that was a pretty easy underplay. Uh, last 90 seconds here, we were talking before the break. There's been a, a two-point line move in this Jags-Titans game. I'm trying to look for stuff online. Trevor Lawrence practiced yesterday. Optimistic he can go. Optimistic they can get Christian Kirk back, who had the core muscle surgery. What What am I missing here? Why do people like Tennessee so much? Well, I mean, Tennessee's been getting money all week, so I'm, I, I'm not surprised this line dipped. But to see the way it dipped in a dramatic fashion tells me someone knows something. This was five and a half. And in 15 minutes, it went to three and a half across the board. I haven't seen anything out of the Jacksonville Jaguars practice today. It, to me, the only way you're moving a line two points that quickly is someone knows something about Trevor Lawrence. So I would keep an eye on his status heading into this game because you rarely are going to see a line drop two points in a game where we're expecting Trevor Lawrence to play if he's not going to go. There's no other position player that would be valued at that heavily of a number. So I, this is kind of a tip of the hand that, that I don't think we're going to see a Trevor Lawrence practice report that uh, Jaguars fans are going to be happy about today. He, of course, did miss last week's game. C.J. Beathard got the start against Carolina. Uh, awesome stuff, Mike. Appreciate your time Thanks, as Mike. always, buddy. Of course, guys. Good luck this week, and uh, we'll see you for the playoffs next week. Thank there you. There we go. Good playoffs. luck to you. Playoffs? I'm just glad that at least somebody has confidence in Week 18 because I am struggling to find stuff that I like. He, he might have talked me into Buffalo, though. I think I might be on board with the Bills with all the injuries yeah. and everything. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line. Different game or more of the same coming up next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? Uh, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpresscom slash with amex terms apply welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on rolling stones hugely popular influential and sometimes controversial list I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly on DraftKings Sportsbook. And you'll get the NBA League Pass for the rest of the season. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. That's V-S-I-N, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Rolling along here on a Thursday edition of the Lombardi Line. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you. Shout out our guy Mike Somich for joining us moments ago, giving out some of his favorite plays from Week 18 coming up this weekend and it's time for a little different game or more of the same Michael this is always a fun segment because we look back we talk about what a week-to-week league this is we look back at some units some performances from a week ago and see if that's something that's going to carry forward Mm -hmm. or if things are going to revert we have a different type of game let's start with the Green Bay Packers offense they're fresh off back-to-back wins back-to-back 30 plus point performances last week against the Vikings 470 total yards average six and a half yards per play 33 points as I referenced didn't allow a sack 28 first downs different game or more of the same against a Bears defense that's allowed 17 or fewer points in four of their last five games Michael we're going to get more of the same. This is the healthiest they'll be at receiver. Kristen Watson was out yeah. there yesterday. Jake Reed was. And let's not forget, week one of the season, they scored 38 in Chicago against this Bear defense. They threw for 237. And Jordan Love is a better quarterback today than he was in week one. So I do think they're going to be able to. They protect well up front. They're playing home. I think everybody's counting on them laying the big egg like they did against Detroit. It's a different team. Now, I don't trust Joe Barry and his defense. I get that. But they held them to they held them to 13 points in the first game. They scored a touchdown late in the game with a minute remaining to kind of make it closer than it seemed. It really wasn't. They played great defense. Fields threw the ball for less than 200 yards in that game as well. Turned the ball over twice. So uh, I think we're going to see more of the same from the Packers offense. They had a rhythm the other night that was fun to watch. You mentioned Christian Watson and him, you know, getting back in the fold, dealing with that hamstring on defense. Jair Alexander is going to be back from his suspension. He talked a lot in his media availability about how he feels like things are getting better. The communication with LaFleur and Gutekunst, like he learned a lot this past week. How important are those two additions for Green Bay as they try to make the playoffs here? Well, I mean, remember Watson on Thanksgiving Day, first play of the game, deep throw, catches the deep ball. Remember last year, the, the heater he was on in terms of touchdown passes he was catching, that he was connecting with Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, this is a really talented player, and Reed is explosive to get the ball in his hands. Aaron Jones is healthy, you know, so I, I just think this offense is really clicking, and I love the way Love is playing. He's playing, get the ball out of his hands quickly. He's been accurate. They're playing at home. The Packers have been a better home team than they had been really on the road when they lost to the Giants, which is a killer, and they struggled to beat Carolina. I think this is going to be a hell of a game. I really do. I think this is going to be a game to where what quarterback plays the best and what quarterback protects the ball, and I favor love in that situation. Yeah, Packers currently laying the field goal against the Bears in that one. How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win an in-game this week in Carolina uh, after their four-game win streak brought back down to earth this past week in a 23-13 loss to the Saints. They got their yards in the pass game, 292 through the air, but they were chasing. They were shut out until the fourth quarter. Just 57 yards on the ground, turned the ball over four times. Uh, Two of eight on on third down allowed New Orleans to have the ball for 13 more minutes than them in terms of time of possession. Different game or more of the same for the Bucks offense in a critical game for them to try to win this NFC South division. 
Oh, I think it'll be a different game. I mean, look, the Bucks were bad last week. Dennis Allen does a great job. I don't know if the Carolina Panthers are that interested in doing this, right? I think Carolina, when you watch them play, you know, they, they certainly have an opportunity. I mean, it was a three-point game in Tampa the last time they played, 21-18. We forget that, right? It was a three-point game. And, you know, the Bucks threw for, I, I think the Bucks had somewhere around like under 200 yards, but they actually ran the football in that game, something the Bucks typically don't do. Mm-hmm. The key is going to be, can Carolina move the ball? But I think we're going to see a little different game. If J.C. Horn's ankle is at 100%, it opens up the door for Mike Evans to have a huge day. And that's usually what beats Carolina when they play Tampa is Mike Evans has a big day catching the ball. Other thing is you've got to be careful. Eddie Panera is not healthy for the game either. So they're going to have to sign a kicker before the game. Remember, they were – I mean, the think about this, Stormy. They were three-and-a-half-point dogs, Carolina, in Tampa. And if you took the three-and-a-half, you covered. Now they're playing home, and you're getting a better number. Yeah, looking up some of those stats from the last meeting, you mentioned how they were able to run the ball. 128 yards on the ground, 84 of those in a touchdown coming from Rashad White. And Mike Evans, 8, 164 of the 202 yards from Baker went to Evans, targeted him 12 times in that game. So, uh, yeah, if you imagine if J.C. Horn's not 100%, could be another big day for your boy Mike Evans. We talked about the line movement in this Jags-Titans game. Um, Jags finally got back in the win column last week despite not having Trevor Lawrence available. It was C.J. Beathard in the 26 nothing win over that Carolina team we were just talking about. Um, Lawrence was expected to be back this week, but we saw – Ian Rappaport reporting, it appears that Lawrence has been throwing a little bit, and the quote was, he was told he's trying to feel better. Before we get to a different game, more of the same, what do you make of, of, of that comment specifically, trying to feel better? We're all trying to feel better. I'm sure today when you woke up, you were trying to feel yeah, better. Yeah, I'm over I 30 too, now. It's a rough know? life. I know. It's hard. I, I don't know what that means. I've never heard that before. You know, I, I don't know what to expect from from Indiana, from Jacksonville. When they played them at home, it was one of the few games at home that Trevor Lawrence played well. Now, you've got to understand something here. The Titans are a different team on the road than they are at home. I mean, they went down there with a six-and-a-half-point dog down there. A lot of people took, got to take Vrabel, six-and-a-half-point dog. It's a good play. Not so fast. They got blown out 34-14 because their offensive line is so bad they can't protect. And Will Levis is going to be the quarterback if he's healthy or you're going to get Tannehill. I, I, I mean, I know everybody's playing Tennessee because they feel like this is going to be Tennessee's moment and it fits the narrative of Week 18, and I get that. I completely get that. I, I, if I played a side, it would, be Jack's, it would be Tennessee's side. I just don't know if I have enough faith to do it. I would have to turn my head because okay. this Titans offense is so bad to watch, and their defense – is horrible, and if Lawrence played well against them at home, which he typically doesn't play as well, on the road, you know, there's going to be throws to make. Christian Kirk can be will be back this game. They brought him back off of injured reserve. He's practicing. We'll see if he plays or not, but I think it's trending in the right direction there. Okay, so let's so let's say Trevor Lawrence aside. Let's just look at the Jags defense coming off the performance they had this past week against the Titans offense that you just said, rough to watch. This Jags D held Carolina to 124 total yards. They shut him out, sacked Bryce Young six times, did not let them do anything in the red zone, one of 13 on third down, and had a pick. Do you think that they can continue to be that opportunistic in this spot, or is it, oh, well, they were playing the worst team in the league in Carolina? So different game or more of the same for their defense? I think Carolina, when Carolina's kicker got hurt and they missed, it kind of went into the tank. You know, this could be the last game for some players. And I think ultimately when you look at that, you say, okay, you know, Derrick Henry, if he gets going at home especially, right, if he can get this thing going at home, they've got a much better chance. And, you know, and Jacksonville's got to play. I mean, this is the only way they're going to win. Jacksonville's got to play to feel like to stop Henry. Henry had 10 carries in the last game for 38 yards. One run was for 16 yards. So he didn't really get going. Now, of course, the game got out of hand in the third quarter, so he couldn't get going. But that's the key. The only chance that the Titans have to win this game and cover this small three-and-a-half number now is if if you feel like Henry's going to have a good day offensively. And I, I've watched enough of Tennessee tape this year to never feel good about their offense anyway. And again, it, it bears repeating in case you missed it. 
this Titans team was getting five and a half points in a matter of about 15 minutes earlier today, swapped down two points to now that three and a half number that Michael referenced. Also thought this was interesting. The Jags are three and O ATS against teams with losing records. Well, the Titans are one and eight against the number against teams with winning records. Oh, and three ATS their last three instances. So uh, one more 60 seconds, the Dolphins defense. We saw them get torched last week by the Ravens for 56 points, different game or more of the same for them against Buffalo's offense. I think different game. I, I think, I mean, I respect what Mike said about Buffalo, but I think people have kind of taken Buffalo playing good and moved it in a category that it doesn't really exist. I mean, when you look at Buffalo and you break them down, you know, over the last few weeks, they have not played well. They really haven't. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're passing is like 12th. They haven't really come up with good numbers. I mean, they, everybody thinks they're playing well. But at the end of the day, when you really boil down their numbers and you break it down and you say, OK, wait a minute, they're 23rd in passing success. They're 15th in dropback EPA. They're ninth in just overall success. OK, not bad because they're running the ball and they're 12th in overall EPA. But I don't think you're going to is good. Even though they lost Phillips and they lost Chubb, it's going to be hard to run the ball on, on, Den, on Miami and especially with Fangio coaching. I just don't – I don't feel good about Buffalo's offense. I really don't. And what? We haven't seen from – I mean, Stephon Diggs, what, he had 46 yards last week? Yeah, McDermott said how critical it's going to be to make sure he gets involved. Uh, we got to step aside. We're coming back with Hour 2 on the Lombardi line next, looking at all the line movement in Week 18. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.